Welcome back to the podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about orthorexia. Yes, orthorexia and the correlation between orthorexia and anorexia, because I believe that there is a correlation between both. And I'm going to talk a little bit about my journey, like a little bit of my story, how, you know, how having anorexia turned into orthorexia. And for me, anorexia started when I was 14 and it lasted for a few years on and off. I was on and off. I wasn't you know, I wasn't consistent. It was, I had episodes here and there. But it really wasn't until I started getting into fitness that I started developing developing orthorexia. And orthorexia, if you don't know, is basically having an obsession with eating clean, right? eating clean, um, obsessing over, you know, how many calories something has. It's basically, I don't like the term health nut, but if I had to describe it to what it, what it is, it's basically someone that's a health nut pretty much. And that can be a problem, you know, Anything in excess is a problem, you know, even something as being obsessed with eating healthy. I know it sounds like a good thing, but anything that's that turns into being obsessed is a problem. And I became that way when I first started getting validation so when I did my first cut, my first, so I'm into bodybuilding and I did my um, first cut and I started getting compliments and the same, it's the same thing like when I lost weight through anorexia, through starving myself, I was getting all these compliments and all this validation and you know, those that validation sometimes can be toxic, even though even though people mean well, I'm sure people mean well when they say, oh, you lost weight, you look great. You know, I'm sure they don't mean nothing harmful by that. Of course not. But it's when you let those comments dictate your decisions, right? You get obsessed with them. You get obsessed with seeing the scale. And that's another thing. When I was when I was orthorexic, I would, you know, weigh myself consistently, constantly. Every time I would, I would eat something as simple as vegetables, I would weigh myself. And that's not healthy either. And although being obsessed, not obsessed, but although advocating for being healthy is a great thing for advocating for health and wellness is a great thing if it dictates how you live your quality of life is a problem 
No, I've sometimes used to have anxiety going out with friends because I knew that they weren't going to make healthy choices, to say the least. I knew they weren't going to make healthy choices. So I would be, and I still kind of feel that way. I sometimes get anxiety when I hang out with friends because, you know, I don't like being kind of like the asshole that, that's like, well, I don't want to eat that. But, you know, I kind of don't want to eat that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and it's not about, like, for me right now, I'm not orthorexic anymore. It's not something that, mm, yeah, it's not something that, that I can relate to anymore. But it was a period in time where I was orthorexic and I, even drinking water, I would drink water and then afterwards weigh myself to see if I gain weight, which is ridiculous because you can't gain actual fat from water. Like everybody, know well, uh, let me not say everybody knows this. This is a proven fact. You can't gain fat from water. Like you can gain water weight. Yeah, water weight, but not fat. And so, as I was saying, orthorexia got in the way of me hanging out with friends because, you know, I didn't want to be the person that said, well, I don't want to eat that because it's, you know, it's not healthy. Because then I'll be I'll be viewed as the asshole, right? And nobody wants to be the I don't want to be the asshole friend. I don't think anybody wants to be the asshole friend, right? So, with my experience with orthorexia, and I also had a coach who had orthorexia too. And I think I don't want to say I got it from him because that's that's not yeah that's not accurate. It was I was influenced by him and he didn't necessarily directly you know tell me eat to eat this because this is what's healthy you got to eat this but you know I I when you admire somebody you know you you tend to want to mimic their behavior when you see somebody that is thriving and is successful you want to you want to follow their footsteps, you know, especially if they're like fit and charismatic and have a great personality, right? But I was influenced by this coach and I was at my goal weight, but I just wasn't happy. Like I was just wasn't I wasn't happy. I didn't feel fulfilled. I felt that all the time I had to prep my food. I had to always have prep food. Prep food. I didn't go out to eat at all. I was at my goal weight, but 
the quality of my life suffered. The quality of my life suffered because of it. And, you know, what's the point of being at your goal weight and being at your ideal weight if you can't live your life? If you let food dictate your life. And so that's why I'm saying that orthorexia and anorexia, they are correlated because food is is in some way dictating your life. You know, with anorexia, food is dictate the lack of food in your in your life is dictating how you live. And then with orthorexia, you know, the type the you obsess with the type of food that you eat, the quality of food that you eat. And, and it's not, it doesn't sound like it's a bad thing. That's why it gets overseen. People oversee it because it doesn't sound like a bad thing. But when it's done obsessively, anything done obsessively is not good. So I would dodge friends that would want to hang out and stuff because I knew that they weren't gonna I knew they weren't gonna eat be eating salads that's for sure but you know what I did learn from orthorexia is that investing in your health does matter though and I've spoken about this before and, you know, anything in obsess is, is not good. But I did learn to prioritize my health through orthorexia, especially the older that I get. And it's pretty easy to see people that are orthorexic. I can sort of tell the signs of people that are orthorexic. There's, I believe that in the vegan community, in the plant-based community, there's a lot of people that are, that have orthorexic-like traits. And I know a few not going to mention any names, but I know a few. And, um, you know, I don't like shaming people for the decisions that they, they make in regards to the f- food that they choose to put in their body. I think that's their decision. Now, if they don't feel happy about the decision that they make and yet, and they're trying to make a change, they want to make a change, then that's when I can come in and add my opinion. But if nobody asks for my opinion, you know, if somebody asks me, if somebody asks me, hey, is this healthy? I'm going to give them my honest opinion. But if nobody asks me, hey, if this is healthy, I'm not going to tell that person how to eat. You know, if you're a grown-ass adult, I'm sure you have some sort of knowledge of what is healthy. Some 
broad knowledge of what is healthy and what is not healthy. Most of us know that fruits and vegetables are healthy and pizza is not very healthy. At least I hope to believe that people know what what healthy is as like in a general in a very general way, general terms. And you know in the fitness world there are a lot of trainers that struggle with orthorexia and then at the same time that kind of makes you unrelatable to your clients you know you're if you're judging your clients harshly for what they consume you know it's going to make the client resent you and and when you restrict you know that's another thing with orthorexia restriction restriction of food restriction and what does food restriction lead to you guessed it food binging yes so there are a lot of coaches that are health nuts but for me I think you just need to have, and it sounds so cliche, but you there has to be some sort of balance. You can't just be all health, health, health all day, every day, and not leave at least 10% of your diet to be comfort food at least, right? 90% should be healthy, of course, but that small 10%. I think that small 10% can be comfort foods, which can include, if you're plant-based, can include vegan junk food. That's okay to eat that 10% of the time. It becomes a problem when it's 90% of the time. And that's not me. That's not me being orthorexic. That's just me like, hey, eating all this processed vegan food is not healthy. You know, like all the mock meats and stuff. That's not... That's not healthy, eating that all the time as the bulk of your diet. And so, it's just, you know, I'm going to make an episode about this, a later episode, correlation between body dysmorphia, body dysmorphia, right? and eating disorders so how you know how it's correlated because i won't get into it now too much but body dysmorphia is basically how you see yourself you see yourself a different way than from what others see. So, for example, you may look in the mirror and see yourself as fat, but everybody else is like, wait, what? Where? Like, you're not fat. You're not overweight. I don't even like the term fat because it's fat is just something that everybody has. We all have fat. 
Some just have more in excess than others, right? But we all need fat and we all have fat. Just some people have more than others. Hence, overweight, the term overweight. And we also need fat, so let's not get that twisted either. We need fat, (laughs) you know? But in my experience with orthorexia, it just led me to live a lower quality life. The same way when I was anorexic. And people don't talk about orthorexia just because it just it just seems to be glossed over because it just seems like nothing is wrong you you're obsessed with eating healthy like i think that's great because being healthy is great that's from the outside looking in right it seems like it's healthy But when you're afraid to have a social life because you don't want to gain weight, you're afraid of foods that are not considered healthy, you're afraid to eat them, even though you restrict restrict them, but you know you like those foods, and you don't leave not 10% of your diet, at least dedicated to comfort foods, foods that bring you joy that you like. And I talk about emotional eating too. And, you know, food is fuel. But at the same time, you should be liking the food that you eat. Like the main bowl, you should enjoy, I think you should enjoy everything that you eat. Because that's how you become consistent with your diet when you enjoy what you eat. But at the same time, you know, emotional eating is 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 a problem. Is a problem eating to repress emotions and I've talked about this before. But anyways, I digress. Orthorexia is no different than anorexia. It's just a different version of anorexia. It's just another version of food restriction, restricting but so-called bad foods. That's another term that I don't like, bad foods and good foods. <sighs> because this leads to more restriction, more restriction The more you restrict, the more you're going to want that food. And so orthorexia is just another form of restriction. Just like anorexia. Anorexia might be on the more extreme side because you're not eating anything. But when I was anorexic, I felt essentially the same as when I was orthorexic. It all comes down to restriction. I wasn't restriction. I wasn't restricting everything when I was orthorexic. Unlike when I was anorexic, but it's still restriction. And the quality of my life was poor. I was at my goal weight when I was anorexic. I was at my goal weight when I was ortho- orthorexic. And I was pretty miserable. 
So if you're going through or you suspect that you might have some traits of orthorexia, you know, assess what you assess the quality of your life. Are you letting food dictate how you live? Are you becoming so obsessed with wanting to eat healthy that you don't want to hang out with friends? Do you weigh yourself constantly? Are you afraid to eat so-called bad foods because you think you're going to get fat? These are all things to consider. Because... Orthorexia is just another form of disorderly eating. And anything that's disorderly is not healthy. So, I always encourage people to have a food journal. People that tend to have disorderly eating habits, such as binge eating, anorexia. Or any sort of disorderly eating, because that's how you become self aware of the foods that you consume, that you're consuming, and how they make you feel. You know, I know a lot of us like to believe that we're not emotionally co- connected to food, but a lot of us are. And so if you're struggling with orthorexia, you are not alone. A lot of people have orthorexia, struggle with orthorexia. Some some probably don't even know it. So you are not alone. And if you have any sort of disorderly eating, Just know that I've gone through all of them and I can empathize with what you're going through. I've gone through anorexia. I've gone through bulimia. I've gone through binge eating, laxative abuse, and orthorexia. Yeah. So... What I just want to say is assess what you're eating and how it makes you feel and assess the quality of your life. And if the quality of your life is being hindered because of food, then that might be something you might want to explore and figure out why that is. Until next time.